All right, everybody, welcome back to Ghost in the Scene, certified audio sage, podcast that won't die. Podcast keeps coming back, just like Rocky Balboa. Okay, I'm your host, Gio Jambatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. What's going on, Rob? Gio, can can you hear me? I'm coming in clear, me, right? Coming in very clear. Oh, thank thank goodness. Uh, thank the that God mm. entity out there because her or whichever you know <laughs> them them. Um, wow, uh, I I wasn't quite sure if I was going to be able to be patched in. Uh, you know, I know I I am in a top secret location. The it's lead been, lining is insane in there. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I I know our street team is pretty smart. I'm sure there's going to be one of two, two of you who are going to find out exactly where I am. But that's actually, that's the risk I'm willing to take to to get this message out there because that's what's the important thing is. Yes. You know, my life is at risk. I am at imminent danger, but... <laughs> You think that's going to stop us from, from spreading the truth? No, sorry. Sorry, no, bad guys. No, ma'am. No. Here's the deal. We've been gone for a little while, and it's not because we haven't been recording. Okay? There is a vault of recordings that we have. Literally under lock and key, we've been threatened legally, physically, metaphysically. Okay? Not only us. But our ancestors have been visited, and they've been threatened. Okay, our Not cool, our progeny, people, generations beyond us have been visited. Okay, so what we originally thought was going to be a nice expose on lethal weapon ended up almost being lethal to us. Okay, and they tried to use some weapons as well as psychic damage. Okay, so I've been in a re-education camp, relearning how to walk. Okay, I've, I I was uh, put on a curse where literally I forgot how to walk. I, I, I woke up one day, I didn't even know what legs were. And so I had to go to a shaman deep in the Himalayan mountains. And when I say deep, I mean I had to go under the Himalayas. So this is not like people say they climb Kilimanjaro. I had to descend into the depths. Right. Wow. It was I mean, that's not something you hear about, you know, you hear about all these people bragging about getting to the, the top of these mountains. I've never heard of anyone go to the bottom. Going to the bottom is something that people rarely do because it's that more dangerous. If there's no light, the cold is even equally matched with heat when you get down there at the bottom. So imagine how cold it gets at the top. That's how hot it is at the bottom. So in order to relearn how to walk and, you know, they, they showed me some kid videos at, at the depths in there and I was able to figure out, you know, one foot in front of the other and that kind of thing. But it took me a whole year. So I'm glad to be back. We did get some of our stuff confiscated. This is all new brand, brand new recording equipment, actually. So I'm glad to be patched in with you, Rob. Um, how have you been? How's your year? It's it's been wild, you know, uh, to say the least. Between all everything that you've just said, uh, I've had to actually physically move myself and my family to an undisclosed location. Wow, uh, away from our home, and you know, it's a true story. I 
the the place where we are now, the safe house, our realtor was a vampire realtor. What? You heard me right. The realtor that we got is a vampire. So we're in, you know, I'm in a, a lot more. I'm, you know, you went to Kilimanjaro I, with the shaman. I am, I went even deeper into the paranormal, paranormal world. Wow. You know? We used to talk about the paranormal and we were kind of adjacent. I am in fully, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I take walks with Bigfoot and wow you know, i'm, I'm alongside hanging him alongside foot foot by foot wow you know and, and i gotta catch up because you know it's large long stride yeah as as you know famously um but yeah so even my my vampire that's how i knew that you know things were a little bit different i knew i, I was going to somewhere that was a little bit more spiritually charged but the the moment that i finally got the keys to my house I got in. The first thing this realtor asked me was, "Can I be let inside?" They asked to be let inside. They asked to be let inside. Wow! And you wow, know what I said, wow, Gio? Wow. I mean, I hope you said yes, but then you had a little bit of the uh, holy water that H H W right behind your back. That good old H W. Yes, Gio, you you had it exactly right because I was not afraid. I was not going to say no. Mm-hmm. get away because this is about integration now you know we need all the power that we need to continue this work so you know i'm hanging out with bigfoot i'm hanging out with vampires too wow so this I've is like in, in contact with the colon family twilight territory right 100 percent 100 and so as you know I, and to give a little tease obviously i'm a little bit further north from, right from California nowadays, and of course, all of our listeners that that are aptly aware of all these things that we've been talking about, you can start to kind of piece together where I am. Mm-hmm. Mothman country. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a kind of move that is both, you know, for the safety of your family and also for the enrichment of your spirit. Right. I mean, this is kind of like your Ace Ventura turn into cryptozoology i mean the fact that you're so close with bigfoot makes it so that other cryptozoological animals will want to be close with you bigfoot's a very popular animal i don't know if you know that but you're kind of like in the a crowd of the cryptozoology people the mothman's going to come knocking at your door any day now i mean, and that's why i got a giant light bulb outside my okay house. So see that's, that's yeah. going to help them get that's going to help out because if you want him there, put the light bulb on, but then he's not going to leave once he knows you got that big light bulb. So, I mean, to anybody out there, it's not about the strength of the light. It's about the size of the bulb. That's something that people don't tell you on, on the Instagram, on Reddit, is that literally if you have the size of like a house of a light bulb, the Mothman's going to come and visit. He's going to come and knock in on that. Okay? So... I like this this new turn you're doing into the cryptozoology thing. Of course, me learning you know how to walk and everything that itself I think was um, a strange thing that I had to do. It was like reliving part of my childhood, like a regression mm. therapy. And so, uh, in fact, I do feel more young, young in spirit, almost kind of like you know twenty years have been lifted off my legs. 
And literally, I mean, I have those little fat rolls on my legs like like I did when I was a little child. So I'd say we all win after this is over. Um, but of course, it's not over. That's That's why we're back. And it's never over. You know, I was always hoping that we would have a moment where we would just kind of put down our cowboy hats, you know, breathe a sigh of relief. And just kind of walk off into the sunset, right? And the more that the world is churned and is literally spinning so fast that I realized, you know, this this carousel, they keep on putting quarters in. Somebody keeps on putting quarters in the carousel. And it's going and going. And it's up to ghosts in the scene to ring the bell. And so that's why we're back. We're ringing the bell, and Rob, something incredible happened, right? And you were on top of it. You actually have been the leading correspondent. Of course, I'm, I'm sure Bigfoot's been telling you a lot about this. So, so what's been going on? Yeah, um, really big news, and this is all about integration. You know, I feel like that's that's a big theme for for our return right here. Mm -hmm. All these lessons that we've learned, all these lessons we're relearning. In your case, Geo. You yes. Know? Yes is coming to fruition and it's all syncing up with each other and you know it's about legitimacy as well because you know you me and dupree have all been clued in right into yes. the scene yes we were like okay ghosts yes check bigfoot check aliens check Aliens. Aliens is very important and key here because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how mainstream it is becoming by the scientific community about the existence of aliens. And, you know, NASA had a big talk. You know, we were invited. We know, declined. Yes. We declined. For our safety. For our A, our safety, and B, you know, we we'll, we'll come out when it's like the the big show. This was kind of like a little small potatoes for us. At exactly. This point. That's that's where we're at. We know? want we want Neil deGrasse, you know, eating finger food at the front table. OK, with some champagne on his on his mustache. And I, wa I want him to spit out his champagne when we just show our evidence. Now, he wasn't there at that meeting. OK, mm -hmm. so that's our criteria. That's bar that we have to clear. I mean, frankly, I don't think NASA is ready for our information yet because they held they held a panel. You know, they're trying to get every scientist, not just every scientist. They really made it a point. They try, they're trying to get everyone in the world. All right. To mm. to help them in their search for. See, I'm going to say what we know is UFOs, but they're calling them UAPs. Yes. UAPs. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a first start, you, you know, unidentified anomalous phenomena. Wow. You know, uh, I want to say something real quick about this whole uh, NASA thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of disclosure that we've provided over the years is, I mean, it could fill encyclopedias that would reach to the moon and back, okay? I mean, that's just being generous. And the fact that they are only contacting the living world is a slap in the face, all of our research that we provided, all of the bridges that we built to the other side, and yet 
I didn't see a single person bring a Ouija board up there and ask Sir Thomas Newton what he thought about aliens or UAPs as they're calling them now. You see, you see how how quick they are to forget about actual tangible science when they're, you know, in their hoity-toity laboratories with their telescopes and microscopes, they forget the simple planchette. And I think that's something that needs to be brought up, which is why we're back, right? But of course, um, you had people in the military as well. So not just bookworms. You had some jocks in there, right, Rob? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like Freaks and Geeks, it's Revenge of the Nerds, but... Franco, James Franco's there. You know, it's the this sort of crowd. And you can imagine, you know, especially like these sort of like 80s, uh, I mean, Freaks and Geeks, you know, early 2000s, you know, these are people, this is when they're coming to age. So now that they're fully, fully grown, this is, you have to understand the context of where this panel is coming from. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we, we can't really hang out with the jocks like we're the freaks and you're the geeks. And then. But it's nice to see them finally putting that aside. But it, it's true, Gio. It's hard for them to put. All of it aside because they're like, well, what it, we can't use a planchette like that's it's not a scalpel. It's not a telescope. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand. And they're like, uh, like. It's, it's there's it's, awareness, but there's not integration. And I think not exactly. And they're they're too busy trying to figure out the right terms to use UAP, UFO, and they're trying to just be really specific about it. So, yeah, yeah, just as you said, you they're not integrating. They're asking for everyone to come together, but asking them to just use their 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 tools, you know, their exactly. Scopes. Now imagine this. Imagine there is a flood. Okay. And all that they have are buckets and they hand everybody buckets and they say, okay, get ready for the flood. Once it comes, we're going to get our buckets and we're going to, you know, pick up the water and we'll shoo it back. Okay. Literally we've built a dam of knowledge and they're not, they're refusing to lay in front of the dam with buckets, not realizing the solid ground that we stand on when it comes to the paranormal world when it comes to ghosts and i mean is there an explanation is there a connection possibly between ghosts and aliens i mean we've literally talked about this for years I, this is kind of the, the kind of thing where it's like when rob says integration he doesn't just mean you know the ability to you know bring out your planchette at, at a party and have people want to play and not be like oh that's the devil kind of thing because you hear that all the time right integration means that you have people that have you know nuclear physicists and they're using the planchette in the hadron collider now that's integration that's real integration and not just that you see it works the other way it's us we're we get to get inside the hadron collider as well yes give you us know. a spin Give us a couple spins for free, one for each of us, for the work that we've done. And I just want to see what two Skittles going that fast would look like when they hit. That's all I want to see. For or science. maybe Reese's Pieces. Maybe some PCs. Now, yeah. th this is the kind of thing that if you think outside the box, I'm sure nobody in that laboratory has ever even 
thought of those two candies being smushed together, let alone separating them and then doing a Reese's Pieces and a Skittles, okay? Now we're talking mad science. But like Rob is saying, this is the integration that we need. It's, it's the ability to get the common person who has a knowledge, both spiritual and, you know, actual, and bringing that to somebody who has never thought that way, right? And we have this extensive, not only cryptozoological, paranormal legal, movie film criticism. I mean, we have it all. Investigative journalism. And the fact that they're not calling us, and I mean, they called us one time, right? I mean, we need a limo at our door. We need a helicopter picking us up from work. Okay? We need a sign letter from the, the, the DOJ. Subpoenas. I mean, yeah, we need our own segment. You know, they they wanted us to hand in, you know, like a, a brief, basically, is what it was. Uh, we need to have the top bill. And literally, it's not we, just it's not just host, us. We will host the panel, you know. Zach Bagans called me crying, telling me that they didn't use his evidence. Literally crying. Tears. I could hear him welling up. He said, those sons of bitches had me running around in circles. That's what he said. And, and it's because he went along with their proposal, right? He went, he sketched out exactly all the evidence he had, gave them his report. They shredded it. Okay? That's the kind of people that we're working with. And it's not, it's not a cover-up in that sense. They're jealous. They want to be the ones that discover all of this stuff for themselves because what happens when you discover something in the science world rob you get named after it mm -hmm. right it'll be you know if it's us and if we were scientists you know it'd be you know the the thomas aliens or the chumpatazi alien yes or the chumpatazi effect yes you know? the chumpatazi thomas effect right mm -hmm. that's like the dunning kruger effect now this is the kind of thing where when you immortalize yourself in scientific data that is like a an echelon of spirithood that few can attain okay so this is a kind of a, a ladder climbing thing that we have to deal with in the science and ghost community you got some real jealous people out here that want to take your title they want to make sure that they get their name in the math book in the science book and i we're not doing it for that but we're not going to have our stuff taken from us i mean that's just a, a plain fact we're going to stand our ground when it comes to our research so some of the stuff they've released when it comes to this uh disclosure it's kind of pretty milk toast right some spears but that's what it really piqued my interest they called them orbs Floating orbs. Now, does that sound familiar to you, Rob? Um, obviously, Joe. I mean, this is, again, you know, it's really since the, the time that photography has existed, we have always heard about the phenomena of floating orbs in your photos. I mean, you can even take out your iPhone and walk around and you'll, you'll see this if you go to the right spot. If you go to your Mima's favorite restaurant and pull out your phone and, and you know go to the 
to the bathroom stall, you know, you know, respectfully. Respectfully, of course, she's not in there. No, but her 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 aura might be. The orb will the orb be will be, and you can see that multiple orbs. Yeah, exactly. So think about. Like Rob was saying, this is not only happening in the last 10 years, in the last 20 years. This is the last, the history of the camera, the history of photography. Okay, we've been seeing these orbs. And now what are they saying? Oh, since the 50s, we've been seeing these orbs. Yeah, five years ago, we found this orb on camera. Yeah, okay. We they've been seeing orbs on camera for hundreds of years, Mr. Mr. NASA. Right. And that's the kind of thing that is just so amateurish that these dots are not being connected between the orbs on film and the orbs that they've recorded recently. The fact that they're metallic is one thing. Okay. We can say, okay, it's a different type of orb metal versus air metal versus, you know, a non-physical go through, go through all the elements fire exactly water. i mean if you've seen there is something called a saint elmo's fire literally a lightning ball fireball type thing right they call that some type of weird uh weather phenomenon i don't think so okay not not in elmo's world so all of these phenomena that are happening and they say that this is aliens I have a hard time believing that myself just because I know how ghosts are and that the fact that they're not even mentioning ghosts in anything like, okay, if this were a fair society, if this was something credible that I could believe in, here's what I would hear. Okay. We have ruled out these reasons why it is not ghosts and why it is aliens, but they don't, they never make that distinction, Rob. It's always just aliens, and they never even mention ghosts. Now, are you advocating then, Gio, just just to put our, our little paranormal legal hats on, are you saying that there's no such thing as aliens then? These are all just ghosts, or aliens are looking like something completely different, or we were talking behind the scenes a little bit. Is, a little, is it a little bit of both? I think I think we're somewhere in the middle. It's a gray area. I think there's a couple things happening. And, I, and I'll give you one scenario. Let me pitch you one scenario, okay? We've been seeing ghosts as orbs for hundreds of years. And we've had aliens visit us for, let's say, about 60 years, okay? So That's record. I mean, recorded. there's ancient Mayan. Of course, of course, you're tablets right. Tablets that represent UFOs. 100% right. But let's say... So for as long as we've had ghosts, we've had aliens, right? But as long as we've had aliens, we've had them studying us. Abductions, right? They have some type of knowledge that they are trying to understand, whether it be experiments that they're doing on us, with us, involved, right? I mean, you could say that maybe some of the people on this podcast have been in contact with a, a being once or twice higher power, who knows what, but let's say that's all true. Now, who's to say that they're not studying ghosts themselves? And in fact, in order to be more like ghosts, they have found a way to turn themselves into orbs. That's just, that's just a pitch, but I think there are multiple 
realities that we're working with. So there's multiple right answers. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, the one and only. I mean, I think I, I mean, everybody has been talking about this man. This is, I mean, this was the true bombshell of the report. And the crazy thing is that the the way they presented this information was like such, it was, it, it's classic burying the lead. Mm. You know, it was such a brush off comment that you would not even think anything of it unless you've been watching the show. Exactly. You're in the scene and you know how to read the subtext. All right. You know, this is also part of a technique. This is why you have a four-hour lecture about something, and you talk most about it about like, well, what's the velocity speed? You know, what's the shutter angle? Oh, you know, what? How are you collecting data? Where's the airplane at? Like, literally, it's supposed yeah. to make you tune out. People are asleep. You miss the actual information, and you know, Joe and I can sleep through this, and we will still hear this through our dreams, and we will interpret it through our dreams. So you know, when you get to a certain level, they can make it as dry as they want. We will still be clued in. It's but called a astral listening. Exactly. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the inverse of astral projection, right? Mm-hmm. You let it come to you. Exactly. But, but <laughs> the point is what they were what they said. They said that they saw an uptick of their quote unquote UAPs, UFOs. When Starlink was launched, all right. Wow, right, that was the, that's what they said. This, Starlink. So this is what it means. Starlink, and we all know who is running Starlink. Elon Musk runs Starlink with a, a singular purpose, right? He wants to connect all of us in one large global network, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? That's the idea. He's trying to connect us or, you know, maybe like phone somewhere. I mean, in order to get us a signal, yeah, to to connect everybody would to have a large signal that you could push out somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's think about this logically because we are ghosts in the scene. We're scientists. We're investigators. We contain multitudes and we can pull a thread and this one's pretty easy. This one actually seems to be like it was just handed to us. And like Rob was saying, handed to us in a very mundane way. But let's do it. Okay, so Elon Musk tries to start Starlink, trying to do some type of large communication hub. And what happens? More visitations. Aliens dressed as ghosts in order to hide they're actual beings, and I, you know, because they're big heads, they're big eyes, they're gray skin, dead giveaway, right? There's, there's not too many people that look like that on this planet. I'm sure there's a few, but not too many. And so what do they do? They look like ghosts because what do people ignore the most? The paranormal, because they're afraid, right? They don't have the, the, you know, the guts for it, so they hide and they look away. And so instead of them seeing, uh, you know, a scary alien, they're seeing a scary ghost. And you see how it's so easily forgotten and not talked about. And so, okay, they're coming and visiting. Why would they come and visit Elon? What's his intention of bringing them here? 
is, is the is the question. Hmm. I mean, and then you just kind of need to broaden out that context too. Like, what what is his what is his deal? And, you know, it's kind of interesting that that physical description that you gave Gio. It kind of reminds me of Elon himself. You know, kind yeah, of like dead eyes, big head, just kind of wow, moping around all over the place. And it's because, you know, we were discussing Elon. We don't think Elon is is of this earth. That's, and when mm. you think about it more too, it's like, why is this man so strange? You know, why is he so obsessed with, uh, you know, getting emeralds out of the earth and pretending like he just made the money elsewhere? Like, why does he have to lie about certain things? Uh, why is he just like a general? Generally, generally just strange person uh and it's i we believe it's because he's not a person at all uh he's trying to make uh future advancements right he's always about trying to make this new tech you know electric cars he's trying to go to outer space yes and that's the issue is he's he's too you know like public with his persona now that he has now become a parody of himself. Now, when they talk about his sapphire, his diamond ruby mine, you have to remember how that happens. How do these things form? Pressure, heat, sometimes millions and billions of years of time, right? Sometimes very quickly. Now, one way, a meteorite. A meteorite could have crashed into the ground, creating a hole the size of a mine. Now, the heat contact from the meteorite could have made diamonds, rubies, sapphires, any types of minerals. Now, is that the answer to why Elon became rich? Maybe. He won't tell you that. Of course he won't tell you that. He refuses. But his obsession with automation, his obsession with space, his obsession with mathematics and engineering and science... And then also his obsession with pettiness, his inability to handle the public sector. All of that rings true for somebody who is not a king, right? He is an obvious grunt from an alien race, came here, and he's almost kind of like Mr. Magoo, right? He had no clue that he was this talented among us and yet now he's lied himself all the way to being the ceo of a you know mega corporation he's the richest guy in the world i mean and i think you said that right there you know uh, a, a brilliant mind amongst us homo sapiens and, and as you said a grunt in terms of alien terms you know he's pretty low because yeah. if he if he had greater knowledge he would already have been able to figure out how to make his own little sphere and fly back home immediately. Yes. But he's just not able to. So he has to masquerade as a human. Exactly. He has upset his people. They've sent him here as a punishment. And I think he's decided that he wants to, you know, send us into the future or into his, you know, his future and he's bringing a bunch of aliens that I don't think like him. And I think that's the thing where it's like they haven't come to talk to us yet. 
because they don't like that we are revering Elon Musk the way that we have been. And so I think in order to really get this, you know, integration that Rob is talking about, I think that means we're going to have to have a conversation, a really hard conversation with Elon and just kind of ask him like, hey, man, you're, you're looking really thirsty. You know, you're looking really desperate and, and it, it's not a good look because they can tell and they don't like you. And I think with that, maybe he will figure out how to get a sphere and leave the planet, you know, and then that way we can have the utopia with aliens that are actually cool. I mean, but at the end, you know, it's just like, it's, you can be you, Elon, like you don't have to try to be anything that you're not. You're smarter than us. Okay. That's sure. Fine. Yeah. But you're not going to be king of uh, of your of your alien friends. And that's okay. And I feel like you're trying to become king of us because you see yourself as superior to us. We're different, Elon. And then uh, not only that, he has no idea about ghosts. It's like Okay, sure. It's like he comes here and he's like, I know about math. I know about science, but I know nothing about the paranormal. I know nothing about the inner dimensions between sleep and reality and consciousness. I mean, to be untethered from your body, he has no clue. This is the kind of thing where like he is, we're an iceberg of knowledge, us humans, humanity, the soul of humanity is something that he'll never understand. And how deep and and emotional it gets and so that's something that i truly am sad for him and i do hope he finds a way to go home because uh you know he needs to go back to his uh alien planet convince them that earth is you know willing and ready for an integration and then he can come back and show us and maybe that's what when we will actually revere him as the person that he wants us to as the savior when he gets actual cool aliens to show up so if this is some grand scheme of his to get aliens to show up cooler ones than him i'm on board yeah but see that's that's kind of paradox because if he gets a cooler alien to show up then he's no longer the coolest alien in the room right so does he want one yeah right i think he needs to have an ego check and when we talk about integration you know, it, I think it just comes with some acceptance of who he is and his potential role in all this, because he could help us bridge that gap. He has so many followers. He could really help bridge the gap between us and the aliens uh, that could potentially contact us that are definitely around, according to NASA. Mm. So and there's so much more to learn, too, because, you know, they're saying there's ghosts. I mean, the aliens you know, pretending to be ghosts, but what about the aliens who are ghosts themselves? Dead aliens. I mean, they've talking about crashed, you know, vehicles, UAPs crashed. So, I mean, I don't know if aliens invented seatbelts or not, but I hope they did because, I mean, if not, some of them are old enough to have died of old age. So, yes, we may have alien ghosts. That is yeah, very, and, and, and contra- controversial take. Um you know, speaking of God complex, com- God complexes, you know, L. Ron Hubbard, mm. you know, it caused lots of harm, but 
he was the first one to propose the idea of alien ghosts. A, a broken clock is right at least twice a day, right? You gotta give credit where credit is due, but that also means that this knowledge is also in the hands of Tom Cruise now. Yeah, and that is something that I think we should definitely look into. I mean, we have the Mission Impossible movies coming out, you know, he Dead goes to Reckoning. Space. He goes to mission, space. Right? Yes. Um, Dead Reckoning Parts 1 and 2. So, I mean, I think we have a large case ahead of us. And I'm looking forward to breaking this with you, Rob. This is going to be an old school, balls to the walls, barn burner. And when this is over, I mean, we're leaving a scorched earth, okay? Because when the aliens show up, it's the scorched earth, it's going to say hello in fire, okay? Because we're friendly now. No longer are, are we going to fight the enemy. We are going to infiltrate, we are going to integrate, and we are going to overcome our enemy, okay? And uh, everybody out there, get ready. Ghost in the Scene is back. We're ripping, we're roaring. I'm excited to be back with you, Rob. I'm so excited to be back with G you, Gio, and so excited to be back on the Conscious Plane with all of you, our listeners. I know we've we've still been connecting mm -hmm. over this time. You know, I've I've been hearing you out. We've been sending stuff, some stuff out to you. That little bird that you saw this morning, that was us. That was us. We were sending that message. So mm -hmm. tune in. You know, continue to be tuned in because you're listening to us in a podcast form. We are out there in the universe. In That's right. Universal form. All right. And so are you. So tap into that. Mm -hmm. um, this is some powerful stuff that we're getting. And it's just, you know, it's time to put voice to it again. So we're back on the airwaves, baby. And it's we're going to achieve some pretty amazing stuff together and i know we were kind of you know we we're critis critical of nasa and all of, all of our nerdy friends but you know at the end integration means that we're going to come together at the end of this you know hell yeah dude. and you, you don't pull back any punches to us either i know nasa you're a very critical organization we're big boys we'll take it too we can handle so, it and yeah uh, stay in the means, scene everybody yeah keep your keep extreme Keep your eyes on that screen. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, if you ever have a ghost in your head, um, just be nice to it, right? A ghost in your heart, a ghost in your body. Possession is something, it's nine-tenths of the law, right? That means that they, they're part of you as well. So, you know, stay nice, stay polite, and stay pristine. We love you guys. Take care.